This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks for being with us this morning. Well, if you've ever gone on the sea bus, you may have wondered who is behind this little piece of the transit system. Well, it has been 40 years since the sea bus was launched into action, bringing the North Shore and downtown Vancouver, well, bringing them a little closer together. Not physically, but if you were definitely a passenger trying to get from one side to the other. Uh, Lots of talk about a possible third crossing, about the need perhaps for another sea bus. But let's take a look back because it has been 40 years and Ben Dooley, who produces this program, took some time to chat with a man by the name of Jack Case. And he is a naval architect. He is also the original Seabus designer. And Ben sat down and chatted with him about the Seabus and his involvement in bringing it into the transit system. Well, I was given a turnkey operation uh, from TransLake through a person named Charlie Spratt. And we developed a... We researched, went to London, and um, investigated a unit of uh, passenger ferries that had run on the Thames and for a while, and then it was canceled because it didn't work. So I went over there to try and discover what happened, and I found that uh, reliability is extremely important uh, on any transit system, and they failed. They weren't there when they wanted when the customers wanted them to be, so they stopped using it because it wasn't reliable. So I used that as as information to realize just how important uh, the low mechanical dispatch reliability we we call it, or or it wasn't reliable. So number one. Whatever system we designed for the Burrard Inlet had to be extremely reliable. So using that as a basis, we researched um, different concepts. We developed the system that we felt would be required. We designed the pieces of equipment to meet our goals, and um, we also supervise those pieces like the terminals, the ferries, uh, and some of the maintenance facilities. Uh, We supervise them during construction to make sure that they met our requirements. Had them built, and then we assembled the whole system in the two locations that the ferry or terminal at each end and a couple of ferries. and we supervised their installation, which is the, the, the ramps ashore from the term, floating terminals. And we hired uh, Fenco, who did a lot of harbor work, and had them design the vertical posts that went down to the bottom of the area that we wanted to install. And they are still operating today, and it meant that the terminals could float up and down at Uh, 17-foot differences in elevation depending on the surface of the uh, water at uh, Burrard Inlet at the time. We also uh, built 
a simulator because we had uh, uh, different types of controls that uh, masters wouldn't be used to. And um, we then trained them with our simulator uh, in a remote location called Bamfield on the west coast of Vancouver Island. And we found that six or eight hours of uh, control with uh, handling these different control systems, they became familiar. And um, their joystick controls, in other words, it's you have a, a system that you put your hand on when it's vertical, and as you push it down, you increase the power, and as you turn it, you turn the direction of the thrust. We also made sure, I thought was extremely important, we put the wheelhouse in the center of the ferry on the top of the cabin. We trained those masters, and we also felt that because of the uh, a lot of commercial traffic uh, in the Burrard Inlet, uh, we had to be extremely safe because we were responsible for, for the passengers. And putting it in the center of the ship and above with large windows, uh, the master had a feeling for what was around him and, and in such a way that he could, if he wanted to make a maneuver to ease any danger that might be involved in the, in the vessels that were in the harbor. And um, that was extremely critical for us. The other thing is um, we thought that Burrard Inlet is an extremely uh, attractive place. So we made large windows where the passengers were uh, so they can enjoy the views as they went across the inlet. Then they took it over, and 40 years later, here we are. And I think the TransLink has done an excellent job in uh, making a safe, make safe passages, uh, very reliable. Uh, they've had to adjust to Canadian Coast Guard changes in what they wanted in the way of safety. And I think that the new vessel that I rode on uh, the other day and walked aboard, I think that that's a beautiful boat, the latest one they put into service. It, it uh, has good, clean um, passenger spaces and nice big windows so that they can enjoy uh, the views as they go to work or come home. Um, so I think that TransLink and, and all the people that run that system have done an excellent job over the last 40 years. That is Jack Case. He is the original CBUS designer talking about 40 years down the road of CBUS. He also talked about how the design of the CBUS changed. Here's the interesting thing is the access the layout is as we originally had it, without a lot of disturbance in the passageways, etc., because that's how we get our rapid loading-unloading. Why the interest in the, uh, the rapid flow-through? TransLink is not paid for having passengers sit in the terminals on the ferry. They're being paid to carry people from one point to the next point. So I felt that the flow, the, the amount of time it took to load and unload was extremely important. 
And that's how I developed the flow-through system, where you came in one side and left on the other. And so you could load and, and unload at the same time, which is sounds strange, but that's what happens. The need was, uh, uh, was felt by TransLink, and they wanted to see what could happen. And that's where we came in and, and made some original sketches, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, recommended the um, joystick controls, and um, the master would have excellent view, 360 degrees, and we could make it very reliable because one of the ways you make a system reliable is redundancy. We had four propulsion units, more than one uh, main engine room uh, for the the power units for each of the units. So I think that the ability of TransLink to maintain the system um, and produce the boat that they now have would uh, give a lot of laurels to TransLink and and the crew, uh, the the masters and the the mates and the maintenance uh, people, uh, engine power and all that stuff. They've done a fantastic job. June 17th, 1977, that is the day the first two ferries hit the water and Seabus was born. Thanks to Jack Case for speaking with producer Ben Dooley and remembering his role. And he says to this day, he's still extremely proud of the Seabus design. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.